Join us on our final part of this episode discussing new entrance and regulation. Stay tuned. Do you think regulators are working to stimulate the bond market participation? Ma'am, I think they are, but uh, very slowly. And nothing moves, nothing moves fast in financial markets. And, uh, you know, again, I alluded to earlier the, the, the JSC, and I think we kind of just, uh, you know, JSC sits in a, in a, uh, a very unique space in global markets. We have, uh, we have a global bond market that uh, is, is very well regulated, and that is a, sometimes a good thing. I mean, uh, you know, South Africa as a, uh, as a, a financial centre, we, we have benefits because our, our financial system is very strong and our banking environment is very strong and our regulations are very strong. Um, and the JSC um, has very strong regulations. Our, our bond market is is one of only few bond markets uh, uh, in the world. The US is one of them, but uh, definitely in the emerging market space and in the European space, uh, you know, our bond market has uh, guaranteed delivery to the exchange. If you trade South African nominal government bonds um, on today and your trading date is T plus three, those bonds have to be delivered in three days, uh, otherwise there's a whole penalty uh, system that's in place. Um, so it's good in a sense that uh, that it gives investors security that the exchange is there and it's very it's it's very structured. But at the same time, that is also a negative sometimes because those rules are a little bit too archaic and a little bit too constrictive. Um, you know, we saw uh, with the recent uh, Russian invasion of Ukraine and European bond markets got into, you know, a lot of volatile, uh, a couple of uh, days and weeks where they were very volatile. And we saw uh, a big logjam in, in flows of, of settlement bonds. Uh, you know, we have uh, institutions globally that trade South African bonds and they don't all clear through the domestic clearing system. They sometimes clear through Euroclear or one of the other European clearers. And we have time delays in in those bonds getting settled on the exchange. So, you know, from a regulatory point of view, I think that's one area that the market needs to look at, you know, is like, do we still have to physically deliver these bonds in today's day and age? You know, perhaps blockchain or something comes into that uh, going forward. Um, so I think from, you know, trying to, if you want foreign investors uh, into our markets, you have to, to make the, the playing fields a little bit easier for people to transact in and to, uh, you know, not as, uh, uh, stringent as some of the some of the uh, process the processes that are in place at the moment in our market. So I think just getting rid of a little bit of red tape, um, making them making the markets, uh, giving everybody a, a level access to the markets. I think there's there's still uh, certain entities that uh, you know, particularly when you see the the grey areas uh, between buy side and sell side and how those entities uh, interact with each other. I think that'll morph over time, um, like we like we see in the evolution in developed markets, where it's almost sort of one big pool and everybody talking to everybody, and sometimes buy side clients providing liquidity into a market where they generally price takers. So, so regulatory wise, I think we're going step by step in the right direction, but it's all very slow. And there have been a few test cases where people were looking at blockchain as one of the technology solutions within the bonds market, but that requires active regulatory participation. You know, um, you've, you've mentioned potential housed within the bond market, right, um, from bond futures particularly. Do you see opportunities for market entrance within the bond market? Look, I think it's, um, you know, as much as technology is enabler, 
the enabler, um, I think there's there is good space in in for new entrants, and I think the new technology will 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 be the enabler. But I think the new entrants, uh, what what we find in or what I'm finding in the markets, is that you know particularly in the bond space, um, on the nominal bonds and on the corporate bond space as well, is that you know a lot of the technology. Not that we don't have our own homegrown technology. There's a lot of big uh, entities out there, the particular interdealer brokers, where they have a whole network of of existing clients that are are now getting plug and play um, electronic platforms for for various markets. So, you know, South Africa as a sort of emerging market, we are a couple of years behind developed markets in terms of technology as well. You know, uh, fixed income bond markets in the US and stuff is all the rage now. Um, all the big the platforms, the, the market access and the trade webs and these guys that are offering a sort of a multi-party platform where everybody can electronic trade um, and it's pretty much uh, open to everybody and there's it's just about co- connectivity. So I think, uh, you know, the, the big international houses all have these, these developed market platforms and they're trying to, to come into the South African space, but they're not all a plug and play. Um, South African landscape is, is, uh, has its own nuances and uh, there's different uh, uh, levels of, of, of uh, integration where, where different entities can transact. So, you know, I think for new entities coming into that space, number one is to, to absolutely understand the market, to understand um, who the participants in that, sp- that, that uh, market are, the landscape, who the clients are, um, you know, you have to you have to play by the rules. I think, uh, as we've seen, you know, in <sighs> investors these days, for me, uh, want to invest themselves. So you've had you've seen a big uh, um, morphing of, of how investors the, the investors are sitting at home, uh, especially over COVID and whatever, and people want to uh, look after their own their own monies. The days of of sending money off to your investment guru and inputting it in the JSC uh, and it's a flat stock, uh, you know, you've got uh, 10 years worth of very little returns on your equities on the exchange. I think people now want to take things into their own hand. Investors want to take things into their own hand. So they're going to be looking at, at how they can do that, uh, how the retail investor can can access a fixed, in, fixed income market. You know, how can the equity trader that has now got easy equities, how can he now trade fixed income? How can he hedge, he or she hedge inflation risk um, in an environment, you know, from a retail perspective? It's very difficult for uh, a high net worth individual or a professional investor to go and um, take a position on the three-month fra rate because that market is not accessible to the regular man in the street. So these, these markets will provide over time, I think, access to a bigger, a bigger audience of investors and, and new entrants need to come into that space, understanding that they need to have value added because there's a lot of tech getting thrown at, at new companies now. I think the, the value added needs to be something that's new and efficient within a market that's going to match up buyers and sellers in a way that uh, is slightly different to what we have here. Um, a lot of the the new products are coming out or, or various kinds of auction platforms. So that's quite a significant tool in how markets are trying to add excess liquidity is having sort of snap auction sessions in whatever asset class it is, uh, either once a day or twice a day or once a week or whatever. And these auction sessions 
um, the key to those auction ses sessions is that uh, uh, you need to provide a, a completely uh, independent and accurate underlying curve. Um, you know, if a matching session, if you just put in a, a level out to match an asset on uh, for any buyer or seller um, on a matching platform, that level needs to be accurate. So the evaluations of the underlying bonds need to be good. Uh, I know that's been, you know, we alluded earlier to the corporate bond market and why it, it, it sort of uh, punches under its weight. Is That's one of the reasons is uh, uh, evaluations have been very tough um, to, because the markets are not, are not that liquid you've got you know in excess of 1500 corporate bonds you can't keep track of everything uh so that the the guys will come in with a the technology they'll be able to um help the the portfolio manager or asset manager by perhaps um you know giving a, a, a where they can just drop their whole portfolio into a, a matching session and it picks up the ice and codes and uh of those specific bonds so you know that technology is coming thick and fast and you know i just think to new entrants just uh, do your homework uh, find out who your competitors are who your clients are um, who the regulators are am i playing by the rules um and i think there is you know as we develop especially into uh, as African markets develop behind the South African markets, I think there's, you know, if you can get a, a kind of technology that uh, is a plug and play in other African markets as they come on stream and, you know, in a similar kind of vein, um, I think that's that's definitely scope going forward for those kind of entities. Providing the technology for newness and efficiency. Just remember to play by the rules. Thank um, you very much for the conversation, Ian. Only a pleasure. Great to chat to you guys and thanks very much for having me. Thank you for tuning in. Catch us on our next episode where we unravel the unbeheld with Naomi Diva. 